Louisiana is finally happening in Ruston, Louisiana. So that's got to be right there on I-20. Kim Mulkey's from Ruston. You think she had a hand in this? Sticking it to the state of Texas she's down one more state, time? Down there in, uh, she's downstate down in um, uh, Baton Rouge. Some, uh, Nick in San Angelo. Nick says, Whataburger's hot apple pie reigns supreme. So, And you need to know this, Jeff. Dos Gatos in San Marcos, according to a texter, throws down some serious kolache game. You ever been to Dos Gatos? No. I have not. Two cats? Dos Gatos? Oh, it's over there by, uh, well. There's one down the street from Westwood High School that has really good kolaches. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, know. I've seen that one before. Mm-hmm. That's Lone Star, isn't yes. it? Yes. I've seen that over there. Yeah. Somebody said, uh, Boudin kolaches are amazing. <laughs> How about that? I wouldn't, I didn't, I wouldn't have put those two together. Oh, that's in the same shopping center with the Pie Society. It's good, good pizza. Oh, okay. You'll be on board with that? Okay. Uh, you know, I'm into uh, the whole space. I might thing. stop in the morning and uh, bring you guys. Uh, That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, See what I can do. Hey, you know, I'm, I'm into what's going on with space exploration. A recently discovered comet is soon going to make an appearance in the night sky for the first time in 50,000 years. What makes this comet unique? What well, was discovered back in March, but it's at the Palomar Observatory where they noticed it. It has an orbit around the sun that passes through the outer reaches of the solar system, so that's why it's taken such a long journey. But the comet looks green. It has a green hue to it. A Martian. So a green comet's going to appear in the night sky, and they say it's going to happen. Today's the 11th, correct? Yeah, 10th. It's the 10th. Today's the 10th. Thursday. Watch for it Thursday. The Green Comet coming. Green, green coming. Com- this sounds like a ruse, like that episode of South Park where uh, Cartman tricked Butters into yeah. uh, thinking the meteor was about to hit Earth so he could take his spot at Kyle's birthday dinner at Casa Bonita. <laughs> um, <laughs> finally. That's a long way to go for a seat at a party. Yeah. I'm just saying. Finally, we got a couple of Python stories for you because I know you like the Python stories. Uh, this is Tuesday. so we snake, man. Yeah. So this is a. Tuesday, so we don't have a Florida man story. What we do have is a Florida snake story. Uh, yeah. uh, this one took place in uh, southeast Florida, in the Everglades, but uh, it was captured a 15-foot uh, Burmese python down there. And, and they say now that they used to think it was just people having some as pets and then releasing them in the wild. They said, no, no, it, there may have been some to that, but there have been pythons in there for a while. And finally, uh, another uh, python, a 10-foot reticulated python, crashed through the ceiling of a home while a family was watching TV. Can you imagine you're just just sitting there with your family, watching TV, python falls through like your skylight. It's like a scene right out of Snakes on a Plane. Yeah, snakes in a house. Samuel L. Jackson there. Now, this is what will make sense to you. That happened in Malaysia. Okay. It's kind of like okay. I can kind of, I can kind of understand it a little more. Well, Koga had twenty-four inch pythons. That's right. What you gonna do, brother, when they run wild on you? I mean, they should have. <laughs> they should have harkened back to <laughs> ah, a little Hulkamania. Largest arms in the world, Craig. What's that? Largest arms in the world. Just remember, in case anybody's wondering, Hulk Hogan does fight for the rights of every man. Terry Bollea is only concerned about the white man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah right. <laughs>
Thanks for reminding us. I don't know how he's able to just <laughs> be able to separate those two. Uh, all right. <laughs> we have a second hour coming up. We'll hear from Rodney Terry. We'll also uh, hear from Vic Schaefer. They have a game tonight. A lot more in store if you continue with us right here on Light the Tower. Here on the Horn, 1049, 1019, AM 1260, where you always find us live, local, and digital right here on the Horn app and hornfm.com. I'm Brad with Homes by Avi. And I'm Erin Bowersock. We are currently offering incredible incentives at all of our communities across the Austin area. To learn more about how these incentives can save you money on your new home, visit yourlonghornlender.com. NMLS number 1326-241. From the UBO Business Services Studios. Second hour of Life the Tower. Here on the Horn, Craig Way, Jeff House, Snoop Daniel alongside as well. Glad to have you with us. As we bring you today's program up until the noon hour, Chad and Zay come along in that. Uh, Jeff, before uh, you were able to make it in, Snoop was informing us that there are 40-some-odd high school, is it just basketball alone or just athletic events that are going on yeah, hoops, today? Yeah, hoops, you know, between, between alone. The, the, yeah, the fellas and the, and the ladies. Now, maybe hooping. After you left yesterday, Jeff, to cover the uh, media availability for Rodney Terry and Longhorn players yesterday, Purple Buffalo's daddy suggested to Snoop that he come out and check out some Gerald hoops. Only if they move the game to the Rat P gym. See, now, but you've been all down uh, about not going to the Rat P gym. But I know I need Snoop as a witness to the Rat P gym that it smells like Rat P. I can, like, kind of. Smell. I can imagine the smell. <laughs> He's big on imagination. Yes, yeah, yeah. imaginary wagering and things. Get like a nice that. whiff of rat urine before you go into the Gerald Gym and you get the full experience of what it's like to be in, in a gym in Northern Williamson County. There you go. Uh, some uh, somebody uh, on the Specs text line, clean up from hour to morning. Once, do you remember? Guys, remember Mac Brown's pregame speech? Before the national title Ooh, game. What do you say? I remember the post game. The post game is what everybody remembers, where he says, don't let this be the biggest moment in your life. Right after they won the national title. Don't let this be the big. Go out and be good uh, friends, good husbands, good fathers, good people, good citizens. You know, don't don't let this be the high point. Well, Go forward. A very uh, sweet version of Kirby Smart's. Maybe Kirby Smart gave a sweet <laughs> post game like that. <laughs> kind of doubt it. Kind of Based on pregame, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say no. Yeah. <laughs> he went yeah. from uh, zero to a hundred real quick. I know you've stopped at this place. I have as well. Ruskus, H R U S K A. Ruskus is in Ellinger, not Ellinger. It's Ellinger, Texas, and that's just past uh, Lagrange before you get to Columbus, right there on the seventy-one. It wasn't Ruskus. They have uh, great Ruskus has great kolaches, and they do. I yeah. like I I tend to stop in Lagrange when I'm headed that like in Lagrange probably to go to um, uh, what's the name of the place there? It's, it, Weichel's. Did you go to Weichel's? Is that the place with the barbecue? Weichel's is the bakery. Oh no no no! There's a place like right off seventy uh, seven. They have like barbecue and bluebell ice cream and the whole bit in like, yeah. this convenience store. J.K. Dobbins and I had lunch there one time together. Yeah. Okay. Was that? J.K. is my guy. 
Word. Yeah. I hope he gets – dude, he's a beast. He's going to get healthy. He's going to have a good season. I oh, hope. well, he'll be, he'll be ready to go I, this I week. Asked, I asked J.K., I said, where's there a good place to eat around here other than Whataburger? It was when he did his uh, uh-huh. All-American Bowl jersey ceremony. And oh, he's yeah. Like, he's like, well, I'm going off campus to lunch over here at this place. He's like, you want to go? I was like, yeah, they, they got good food. I'll eat there. Yeah. That's fun. So there well, you it's, go. That's good. Uh, Pastor Smasher says, uh, my best friend is from Gerald, and he used to have – Physical education, PE, and the Rat P gym. Check another check another uh, box in the group of people who can confirm the Rat P gym. So then, Claude Mathis did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was laughing about that, but he was told about this. Look at this image <laughs> there. Yeah, is it a rat? Not, yeah. not a nap guy is in my top like top three, top five texters on this yeah. show. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, hey, the Colonel Craig Flowers is best burger ever for me at that place that you're talking about. Yeah. So it's good. So uh, something to keep in mind there when you're headed down there in Fayette County. Um, okay, uh, what what is our uh, Longhorn notebook going to be at the bottom of the hour? Uh, we'll do. Uh, we can get more depending on how you want to handle basketball, Craig. We can we can do football or save hoops or whatever. Well, um, do half and half. I, I'm, I, I was like, going like my ice tea. Yeah. I, I was going to roll in with some basketball right now. Go for it. So we can do a little half and half and or uh, football at the bottom of the hour. On the deal, but um, uh, Rodney Terry yesterday, and and uh, again, uh, uh, Jeff was there. Was there for the media availability, and I know a lot of folks said it was the first time the players have spoken. That's not true. Uh, a Marcus Carr <laughs> spoke after the forty-one point game. B uh, Sir Jabari Rice spoke after the win on the road in Oklahoma. Uh, so there's, there, there were those, but. With regard to a sit-down media availability, yes, it was their first time uh, to, you might say, address questions about how they've moved on uh, in the aftermath of the dismissal of Chris Beard and how they've gone uh, from that. Uh, Rodney Terry has been asked a couple of times during uh, that time uh, about them pushing forward and moving on and all those kinds of things. And and he and he did and uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Was it Kirk Bowles that asked this question about anger? Uh, uh, I think it was. Where was asked? Are you? Is there a part of you that's angry about uh, this that came down? Because that got asked to the players and to RT. I don't remember. I thought I remembered hearing when I was. I, I went back through and listened to every bit of it. Because there were two questions, yeah. and I and I can't to to both groups, and I can't remember. Doesn't matter uh, yeah, I don't who asked describe, him anyway. I don't want to ascribe quotes to anybody if I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah, right. I, I, it, it doesn't matter. But he was asked if he was, if he was angry about how this whole thing came down and how the players and the coaches, uh, you know, were were left in this situation after that. And that was one of the questions where he was asked about this. Are, are you are, are you angry about all this? No, it's not in anger. No, I mean, things happen in life. You know, there, there's all different types of situations and circumstances that uh, that uh, we're, we're all going to face and, and have to deal with. I lost my father in, in August. It's one of the hardest things in my life. You know, so there, there are things that you're going to go through all the time. You know, you're not going to be prepared for or you're not ready for. And you have to move forward, you know, and you have to try to stay the course. And, you know, I always tell guys when you're going through adversity, you have to try to get better as you go through it you know don't sit there and feel sorry for yourself no one's gonna feel sorry for us you have a job to do and you have to continue to do your job at the highest level and uh, we talk all the time about living where your feet are living in the moment 
enjoying this day, win this day. Tomorrow's not promised to us. Enjoy this day. And that's kind of my whole approach on life. So I don't ever have any ill feelings or you'll feel bad about what happened. I thought about you, Snoop, when I was hearing that, talking about, you know, tomorrow not being promised, so be happy for the day, you know. Carpe diem. You yeah. know, seize the day and enjoy the day. You know, have an opportunity uh, to do that. There was another question that was asked of him with regard to getting, you know, coming off the win over Oklahoma State, following the loss to Kansas State. So they're two and one in the league, and now they get ready for TCU coming in. and And we know what this league is. The most commonly used phrase is it's a grind. It's an eighteen game grind. They have 15 games remaining in this grind. So uh, he was asked about uh, you know, how his coaching style and how he and the coaching staff help guide these guys and shepherd these players through this grind going all the way through the rest of the regular season. I'll break the season down into a lot of different phases of the season. It's really a marathon. It's not a sprint. You know, we work hard in November on the identity. In December, it's about the details. And I said to the guys as we embarked on January, it's going to be the grind. The grind is everybody in our league are very familiar with one another. You know, we're familiar with TCU. TCU is very familiar with us. They have a lot of guys back from last year. We have a lot of guys back from last year. So it's going to be about the grind. Who embraces the grind of every day trying to get better, of every day Day, you know, knowing every night that you compete is going to be a possession game. You got to sit down and get stops, but also embrace it and enjoy it. It's a fun time of year. You know, it's what you work for all summer. It's what you work for in the fall to get to conference play. And, you know, you have to enjoy it. You have to enjoy the ride. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of alternate uh, experiences, you might say. Enjoy it because you're right there in the middle of it and the chance to to uh, be a competitor in this, and by the same token, it is a grind, and it does take your to- its toll on you. So you've got to be able to to withstand that and to deal with that, and that's and that's part of what this this team. Whether Chris Beard was still here and nothing else had happened, uh, that as as Brock Cunningham described it, an event that happened when that happened, uh, even if that hadn't happened, and Chris Beard was still the head coach of this team. There is still that grind that they have to go through, and there's 15 games remaining in that grind, and so there are they are one-sixth of the way through this grind. Uh, it's funny. I was looking at Joe Lenardi's projections. Jerry Palm handles it for us at CBS slash Paramount. And, uh, you can look at a number of different uh, – What's the, I'll let you use the term, correct, since it's your favorite term this time of year. Take a look at those bracketological prognostications. Thank you very much. Uh, Joe Lenardi has – Nine of the ten teams in the Big 12 safely in the field of 68 as of today. So the only one he does not have safely in the field would be Oklahoma State. Mm-mm. He's got West Oak, Virginia. He's got Oak State in. Texas Tech. He's got Texas huh. Tech. Not not first four out or next four out, but like the next four after that is where he's got okay. the Raiders. Okay. They are 0-3 in the league. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So think about this. One of Baylor or West Virginia. When do, when do they play? Tonight? Uh, I will pull that up for you here, and and yeah, and and like you're saying, one of them's going to be zero and four. Is yeah. that where you were headed on yeah. this? Yeah, uh, yeah. So, so yeah, one of them is going to be zero and four. I'm looking at it. It's tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, okay. In Morgantown, and it starts an hour before the Texas TCU game because you have Kansas at three and zero. K State is three and zero, and uh, tonight you have Oklahoma State at K State. Tech is at Iowa State. They're the other three in OT. Tech could start 0-4 playing in Ames 
yeah. tonight. And Kansas is hosting Oklahoma. And Oklahoma's coming off winning in Lubbock, and they lost narrowly at home uh, last Saturday to Iowa State. Oh, you could very easily be 3-0 in the league right now. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's what this grind is. That That's what's meant by all of this with yeah. the grind. It, it's, you know, I, I asked Jerome Tang about this after the K-State game just because Jerome's been in the league for, what, since Scott Drew's first year? That would have been the 3 4 season? Yeah. Yep. Uh, and and knows what it takes to win a national championship coming out of this league. And he said, honestly, he said it's. He said one one. I, I think I told this story. He said you know one of his assistant coaches did the scout for uh, the West Virginia game. They beat West Virginia at Bramlage in the conference opener. He said, man, that that felt like an NCAA tournament game. Like it felt great. And Jerome said he looked at him and said, yeah, let's get ready to do that seventeen more times. Yeah. That's what, I think that, that that's represents, what this league is. Yeah, I think it represents kind of what this what this grind is all about with this league. So, so is that same uh, hold. And of course, the the men play uh, tomorrow night uh, at uh, hosting number seventeen TCU, Texas number ten in the poll. That's eight o'clock tomorrow night, uh, which you can hear here on the horn uh, at seven thirty airtime and eight o'clock tip tonight. The Texas women continue their grind. In the Big 12, Baylor is the only team that's unbeaten in conference play. They're three and zero, but Kansas, which lost to Baylor on Sunday, is two and one in the league. They're number twenty one in the country. They're twelve and two overall, and they're in town to play Texas at Moody Center tonight. The Longhorns are in a four way tie at third uh, for second, excuse me, with Kansas, Oklahoma, and Iowa State. Then you have Tech at one and two, K State one and two, Oklahoma State's one and two, and West Virginia's one and two. TCU is the only uh, winless team in conference play, and uh, and so uh, coming up tonight it is Texas taking on Kansas. And Vic Schaefer uh, was you know lamenting uh, the 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 problems. It's kind of like uh, fixing the leaks. Uh, it, you know, you plug one leak and another one happens, and uh, they'd had trouble with turnovers. Remember, he was on with us last week lamenting the turnovers. He only had nine turnovers in the game at Oklahoma State. Problem was, they gave up way too much on the defensive end, especially on straight-line drives. And yesterday, in his media availability, Vic was talking about uh, the truth-telling machine that is video study and how it doesn't lie and how they all just got a really hard, cold dose of reality reviewing the video knowing they had two days ready this was on sunday when they reviewed it coming off the saturday night loss in stillwater got back sunday afternoon knowing they had 48 hours to try to get things ready for a good kansas team tonight the one thing that glares i think for a team with fans and certainly on film is how hard somebody's playing. You want to empty a stadium? Have a team that don't play hard. I'm not paying any money to come watch them play. And at the same time, when you've got film of that, you see yourself maybe not exerting as much effort as you know you can. So yesterday, I think, was humbling in that regard. And then it was about 
we got to fix this. This isn't tactical. This isn't X's and O's. This is about really understanding how hard you have to play in this league against our opponents night in and night out to have a chance to win. And again, as bad as we played, y'all, in the three-minute period of time, we went on a 12-0 run to tie it with four and something to go, almost five minutes to go in the game. And we made some pretty good plays down the stretch, and we just we weren't rewarded for them. So it happens. thing is now, can you fix it? And we only have two days to fix some of those issues. Everything won't get fixed in two days. We've got to address them, and then you got to get ready for a different team, in my mind, altogether in Kansas. Yeah, the uh, two days have come and gone now, and now it's uh, Kansas tonight. And that's at Moody Center, and you can hear it on 105.3. The bat will begin at 645 of the coverage and the uh, the tip-off at 7 o'clock. Um, hey, uh, Jeff, on the uh, Specs text line, someone wanting to know that Weichel's candied Jalapenos are the best. Nah, I'll pass. Yeah, I, I about the only thing I really like that's quote unquote candied. Uh, I'm okay with candied yams, I guess. But I like the candied uh, peanuts as well. I like those. What about boiled peanuts? Nope. That's you're, you're out on the board. That's peanuts. a no go for me. There <laughs> had bad experience with that back home growing up. Yep, that will they, not they, be they the make case. you go bad bathroom or what? No, just the best way to describe my brother described eating the boiled peanuts is they tasted snotty. They just kind of slimy. They didn't have a good peanutty taste to it. It kind of like it tasted like um, like gooey black eyed peas. Oh my god! That's what it kind of tastes. Stop! Stop! So that's why I said. So that's why I'm not into the boiled peanuts. Like roasted ones, you know. (laughs) <laughs> did, I, did I did I illustrate that one okay? Black eyed peas are disgusting as it is. And think of, oh, okay. Just, okay, I like black eyed peas yeah, when they're cooked. Yeah, they're good. I don't mind that. Well, New but Year's, these did not. This the other. Uh, somebody else asking this question. Uh, he said, "I'm sorry, I missed who you guys thought was a good replacement for Brendan Marion." Well, I always stump for Emmett Jones, but the former South Oak Cliff <laughs> head coach, currently on Joey McGuire's staff at Texas Tech. Not going to be there much longer. Sounds like he's headed to Oklahoma to fill their wide receiver coaching vacancy. So the search continues. Okay. I, I you know, I think I think we talked about this yesterday, Craig. When, when you look at the director of high school relations job and the wide receiver coach job being yeah. open, I think it's really interesting. You can go one of two ways. You can hire a high school relations guy that has because I think you need to take care of your two major metro areas. I know we love. Football in and around our fair bird, but you got to take care of Houston. You got to take care of Dallas. Yep. Hire a wide receivers coach with strong ties to the Metroplex and a high school relations guy with strong ties to Greater Houston, or vice versa. Like, I'm really intrigued about a guy like Joe Price at UTSA as a wide receivers coach and then a coach from the Dallas Fort Worth Metroplex to fill that high school relations job. Or the other way around. Uh, either way, either way you want to do it. Okay. That's an interesting thought. Okay. Uh, uh, oh, I said, you guys ever put peanuts in your Coke? I've heard about it in the Dr. Pepper before. I've done it in the Dr. Pepper, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, yeah. Uh, uh, here's a, can someone give me a Moody Center food recommendation? Snoop, you've All been there it. a couple it's of times. There's so many. I just, what, whatever you I've want. I've heard Shaq's chicken sandwich is good. Oh, goodness. That, that looks really good. Yeah. 
I haven't had one. I, I haven't did. been getting much food, only drinks. But. Play the play the rich people violin music, Snoop, because Craig Craig and I get the catering down uh, in the bowels of Moody Center. <laughs> That's true. That's true. They have a they have a nice media meal there. Um, so like what? Y'all get what are they sandwiches? Or, you know, I, I need to know. Here's here's how I do that, Craig. I'll, I'll scan the food, and if it doesn't look appetizing, or I think you'll you pass know, on could it. could prompt bad bathroom during the game. <laughs> yep, right. I'll just make me a sandwich and get a plate of fruit, and that that'd be it. Because they have a side table there where for cold cuts, yeah. so to speak. But they usually do things like they'll have uh, some pulled pork sliders. Uh, they may have uh, some other. They have they have they have a good when they do the hot dog and uh, bratwurst setup. That's not bad. They have that as well. And there's usually salads and. Stuff I did like that. catch myself at the uh, the fruit bar, the fruit station before the K State game, just like uh-huh. snagging fruit and eating it as yeah. I'm putting it on my plates. I'm like, yeah, that's probably disgusting. And then they put this. these cookies out there as big as a truck tire that yeah. are sitting in there. You know, they're huge things. Nobody there. wants to see me eating watermelon over the other watermelon <laughs> that they may or may not eat. So. <laughs> All right. Uh, up next, we'll have our second hour He's long a growing horn. boy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, second hour longhorn notebook uh, with Jeff. No watermelon uh, involved in that. So that'll be coming up next when we continue to light the tower on the horn. 1049 1019 AM 1260. Live, local, and digital on the horn app and at hornfm.com. It's not easy being the one everyone counts on to keep your operation running, no matter the weather or supply chain hiccup. But we get you, Raymond and Buffalo, Maria and Miami, and Jules and Troy, taking control of everything that's under your control. At Granger, we're here for you with high-quality supplies for every industry, plus real-time product availability and access to experts ready to help. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Jeff was talking about this an hour ago, and I could not agree more when he was talking about, uh, you know, the, the the result and the game itself probably wasn't that good or that watchable unless you were a really, really big Georgia Bulldog fan or whatever or you had an ardent interest in seeing TCU lose the game last night. But at least if you had the home theater set up or just a good home entertainment set up from Tom McKay and audiovisual consultations, you would have been able to see it in all its vivid color. And not just sports. I mean, we were talking about with all the streaming that's going on now, the streaming entertainment's coming on with any of those streaming services like uh, Disney Plus and Paramount and Peacock and all of those as well. Uh, YouTube, anything going through your Roku. One thing that Tom and his staff can do is centralize all of that to make it easy for you, and you don't have to worry about wiring and mounting and equipment and bracketing and all of those things to say nothing of what you're going to have to deal with when you go out to shop for the uh, television in the big box stores or try to get the latest Sonos sound equipment. No, they have all of that. Tom and his staff have all of that, and they'll do a great job for you. Give them a call. Check them out on the web if you want to at avconsultations.com. But better yet, give Tom and his staff a call today at 512-255-8678. That's 512-255-8678. Or check them out on the web at avconsultations.com. Let Tom McKay and Audiovisual Consultations help you realize the home entertainment system of your dreams. Disco. Okay, this thank is, God you remember it. Yeah, see, this, this is probably one of Snoop's fantasies as a longtime DJ to make a hit record as Rick Dees did in 1976 with Disco Duck. 
You know, Bucky Geibolt can kind of do the, 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 I've heard the him do the disco doc. He can do a little bit of that. Yeah. Thank God you got that. I was like, oh no, maybe this is definitely a stretch. If I understood the story correctly, he was forbidden by his station in L.A. where he was the DJ to do this, and he did it anyway, and then I think they fired him, and then he just went mega big because he did so many other things and went syndicated, uh, you know. Rick D's legend. Yeah. So, <laughs> and this was a big part of it right here, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. That means you have to make a song too, Craig. Yeah. I, listen, you were uh, the oh, yeah, you more rap. the DJ, you know. Uh, I've just been a, you know. I did uh, uh, back in the day. One of my bits was I would make uh, love songs about newscasters. Ooh, <laughs> really? Well, you know, you know, like well, the, the airy ones, you know, just not love songs, but just like okay, you know, okay. Anyway, it's, but none of them went like disco duck Rick D style. Yeah, that would that went big, no doubt about it. How about a second? Oh, you know what? Wait, we we have to do a Flex Thirty update here. Can we get let's roll with that? ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex Thirty is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. An hour ago, or thereabouts, I asked Noob Daniel for what he thought were the two best high school basketball games to attend tonight. One for the boys, one for the girls. For those who didn't hear, your answers were? Uh, Buta Johnson hosting Lake Travis for the boys, and then uh, Hayes versus uh, Liberty Hill for the girls tonight, both district matchups. And, And in the case of the two schools from down Hayes County way, Buda Johnson and Hayes itself coming off huge wins yes. of late. Mm-hmm. Uh, Buda Johnson knocking off Wesley was it forty four in a row? Uh, yeah, yeah. They they had won. It was going on a six year. If they had made it to January eighteenth, it would have been six straight years without a district loss. So uh, and, congrats uh, uh, to Buda Johnson. Okay, so there was that, and then in the case of the Hayes girls. Hayes girls get the big win over Glenn, and so that sets up uh, a matchup with who most people will think is the best or the cream of the crop amongst the girls, and that's Liberty Hill. Led by a sophomore named Gabby Mundy, who is my, she's my Rory Harmon. Oh, yeah? <laughs> she's my Rory Harmon. She's a sophomore. I saw her as a freshman, and I swore she was a senior last year because the entire offense ran through her. Little did I know she was, you know, eating uh, tire cookies in junior high like a year prior. So That's funny. That's she's uh, but she is, man. She's special, man. Um, <laughs> uh, for those who were wanting, she's all of five one, I believe. <laughs> uh, for those who were wanting to know uh, about Gerald's schedule, because I mentioned that because Purple Buffalo's daddy, you know, said uh, sent out an invitation asking uh, asking Snoop to show up. They have a game listed for tonight, but it says TBA. So I, I uh, Gerald definitely the, has a game. Hold on, because it's, it's on FlexATX.com. By the way, stands for to be announced, people in Gerald, just in well, case you didn't know. Florence is playing Ingram Moore. No, I, was, I said Gerald. Mm, oh, okay. Well, you know what? So Gerald. Florence is playing Ingram Tom mm-hmm. Moore. Mm-hmm. Okay. So y'all know. You hooped against them before, didn't nope, you? Never did. Never did? Uh, so. Uh, G- Gerald has Marble Falls tonight, 630. 
How about that? Go Mustangs. All right. <laughs> yeah. um, it was on FlexATX.com. Yeah, yeah. And that game is going to be at Marble Falls. Yes, yeah, 6.30. Um, if, you, if you're wondering when your next opportunity to catch Terrell at home, uh, that would be next Tuesday when they play Burn It at home next Tuesday. Friday, they're at Lago. Better hitch up the horse and buggy now. It's going to take a minute to get over to Marble right. Falls. Right. Right. There's... There's that. So, anyway, there's uh, there's your uh, Flex 30 update. How about uh, we get to a second-hour Longhorn Notebook? Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. Longhorn Notebook brought to you by Aaron Bowersock, the home loan expert and your Longhorn lender. Check her out on the web at bowersockteam.com. Uh, so let's just kind of re-rack some football stuff. Jalen Catalan yesterday announces he's committed to Texas out of the transfer portal. We talked about safety position, versatility, all that stuff you get with Jalen Catalan. Really nice ad for the Longhorns. Uh, Christian Jones, in case you missed it, made it official uh, about an hour ago. He is going to return for one more season with the Longhorns. Started all 13 games at right tackle. I think we can agree. You can agree with me, Craig. Got better as the year went on. Mu- much better than he was last year. Yep. Uh, and to that end, 35 career starts under his belt. To that end, when we talked about the biggest things we took away from the national championship game, and I said line of scrimmage, you're bringing back all five starters on the offensive line if you're Texas. But it's by no means a guarantee that those will be your five starters by the time you get to the opener against Rice on September 5th. Correct. You're going to have a lot of competition. DJ Campbell. Is a guy that the coaches are really excited about. Cam Williams has made strides. Nato Mayazul is the name that I keep hearing about. Uh, you know, can a guy like Connor Robertson or maybe even Cole Hudson uh, push Jake Majors a little bit at center? It's not not a bad idea for your veteran center to have some competition. So I like the direction that the offensive line is going and the defensive line. You know, things got sorted out, Craig. I think if you're a Texas fan, about as well as you could have hoped. Because I said going into the going into portal season, Keandre Coburn, Moro Ojimo, Tavondre Sweat, all draft eligible, all had decisions to make. I said, if you get one of those three back, you're still in good shape. Mm-hmm. If you get two back, you're perfect. If for whatever reason all three came back, then you're gonna have one of the best defensive lines in the country. Well, Keandre Coburn, Moro Ojimo both announced they're gonna enter the draft, get ready for that process. You kind of figured we're uh, I know Coburn's playing in the East-West Shrine game. I think I think Morrow is too. I don't know. I think Morrow's doing a postseason game. And regardless, uh, Tavondre Sweat's coming back. I think development at that position, continued development at that position. We talk about development on the offensive line. But as good as the defensive line was, you need Alfred Collins to take another step. Uh, he's number one, by the way, on Snoop's board, the 2024 NFL mock draft. The way mm. too early. Uh, Snoop's way too early mock draft <laughs> for 2024. Is that at flexatx.com? No, no, no? I'm still – he's in draft. Okay. He's in my drafts. <laughs> sitting, in a, <laughs> sitting in a Google Doc mm-hmm. uh, ready for yes. me to, to pick apart. Uh, Alfred Collins needs to take a step. Byron Murphy needs to take another step. Vernon Broughton. And I think those young guys, Craig, that we didn't – we saw very little of, if any, of this year. Aaron Bryant, Christopher Ross, Jack, uh, Zach Swanson, Jeray Bledsoe. Jeray Bledsoe is the guy that Keandre Coburn was raving about during the bowl ability down in yeah. San Antonio. So if you can get one of those young guys, maybe even two of those, two of the four young guys, to step up and become parts of the rotation, you can be just as effective as you were this last season. And then if Sweat, Collins, whatever, they take another step to become a war daddy. Now you got a defensive line that can keep you in every game. 
And if the offensive line continues down that road, you've got an offensive line that can keep you in every game. And if you've got those two things, it takes pressure off Quinn Ewers. It takes pressure off your running backs. Somebody that's going to have to step in for B. John Robinson or Roshan Johnson. It's going to take pressure off of Jalen Ford and your linebackers. Go look at Georgia last night. When you're good along the line of scrimmage, it makes everything function so much better on both sides of the ball. You build it from the inside out. That's the way Sark has built this team. And as they go through the development process this spring and this summer, uh, marked improvement on – and I I think just taking a step for the defensive line and then marked improvement on the offensive line. It's not a stretch to say, Craig, that the 2023 season – will be based on it will hinge largely on the development of those two groups. I know we focus on Quinn and adding Jalen Catalan, you know, getting Isaiah Nayer yeah. back, all that fun stuff. But if you're significantly better, and I think Texas has a chance to be on both lines of scrimmage, you can compete for a Big 12 title. Yeah, agreed. A- a- absolutely. And, and that's, you know, here we are in, you know, going on mid-January. Uh, so we're, you know, eight and a half months away from the start of the season and looking at the looking at those prospects and the way that that happens is uh, the prospects for for a uh, whatever a, a season where you're contending for a conference title it hinges on a lot of ifs and that's all you can do eight and a half months out to say if this guy makes the progression and it, and it's more that I think we've heard uh, in, over the past few years the way it goes if this guy can progress uh, mm-hmm. and the way you've laid it out a lot Jeff if if these guys get on that uh, that track and progress the way uh, several of the young offensive linemen did mm-hmm. in 2022, then you have to feel good about their ch- chances. And, and it feels different to me now. Like, there have been years where when we talk about a guy taking a step forward, you're talking about a position group hinging on a complete unknown just coming out of nowhere. Yep. But we've seen Sweat and Collins mm-hmm. uh, and, and Broughton and on the other side, Kelvin Banks, uh, Cole Hudson, we've seen these guys flash and play well. But competition is going to be the best thing for both those groups. No matter who you talk to, and, and when Texas has been at its best, and it's no different than any other program in the country, 